Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Welcome back to WEEI. It's Megan Annalini here in house with Andy Hart and Nick Fitzy Stevens. And we're following this developing situation. Started yesterday with Bill Belichick. He was asked by Karen Garigian, uh, N, what is it? NSMA, Sports Writer of the Year. That's the association? Sure. I don't know what that is. She deserves it. I don't care. She's great. But she got Sports Writer of the Year for Massachusetts. So congrats to her. She asked Bill Belichick about the crazy spending spree he went on in free agency after the 2020 season. Here was his response. When you look at the National Football League and the salary cap situation, um, and it's the same for all teams, um, what we try to do is we look at it over a time frame. Uh, So one year is a Polaroid snapshot, but actually there are multiple years involved and at some point the reconciliation has to come so our spending in 2020 our spending in 2021 and our spending in 2022 the aggregate of that uh, was we were 27th in the league in cash spending so so a couple years were low one year was high but over a three-year period um, we're one of the lowest spending teams in the league so had we averaged that out and in those three years you would have had the same numbers so whether it's too low and one high or you know two medium or three medium or you know too sort of high and one really low, whatever it is, it, there's an average that comes. And so that's the three-year average. We're 27th in the league in cash spending. I thought that the, in retrospect, the free agency, we added a lot of really good players to this football team. Um, and, you know, some guys have been very productive for us. Some guys have had less production than some of the highly productive players. Uh, but overall, we're a much better football team with the players that we added, including the players that we re-signed to the team who were free agents. Andy, you look like you had some math that you wanted to battle back on there. Um, well, he when he explains averages, he struggles with averages. We've talked a little mm-hmm. bit about that. Um, but my bigger issue is I, I don't get his point. And I know what the defenders have been doing, but... Let's give him the benefit of the doubt, and the point wasn't to take a shot at Robert Kraft. What's the point? Are you telling me we don't spend a lot every year? 
is that your emphasis there that that was a one-off but with the other years we didn't are you telling me you on average are one of the lowest spending teams in the nfl his words not mine and yet we're a middle of the pack team look how great i am as a coach we don't spend that much money but we i still keep you in the middle of the pack and in the playoff hunt what was he what do you believe his intention was? You're asking me right now? Yes. I totally think that this is him making an excuse mm-hmm. to the question that Karen asked, which is essentially how about that 2021 free agency spending spree you went on? And he tried to explain it away by saying over a three-year period, it's actually not that reckless. The aggregate of that. Now, look, it's the same way to me, and I said this a little bit yesterday, how... In 2020, he's giving the comments to Charlie Weiss about how they, uh, you know, basically like auctioned the farm or whatever, sold out for Tom Brady's final years, and that's how their draft sucked. Like, in this case, I don't think that he anticipated maybe how it's going to be taken to the public as a shot at ownership holding the purse strings. And before I get you to react to that, I just want to throw this out there because Jim McBride from the Boston Globe, he followed up with uh, Belichick after this. Uh, if you remember, McBride got the one-on-one with Bill Belichick to start this season. Did he so or there's was some it connection there. Shaughnessy? I thought it was Shaughnessy. Oh, it was Shaughnessy? Okay, but well, there's a the connection Globe. between the Globe. Oh, yeah. So, okay, so sorry. Jim wrote this. He said, as for clarification, Belichick told the Globe the Patriots, quote, spent to the cap every year. What I said has nothing to do with ownership's commitment to spending fully. To take it as any kind of slight, when Robert and Jonathan have done nothing but support my recommendations on contracts, couldn't be further from the point. So, you formerly were a reporter. I don't mm-hmm. know if you still consider yourself a reporter or talk radio host. I would say a, a writer still. So, a journalist. That comment right there, doesn't it require a follow-up? In what the, was in your person? Point? Okay, so I'm going to get to the semantics on that because apparently there were so many people on the call yesterday. This was a Zoom call that Belichick did that they were told they were not allowed to do follow up questions. You know, but this wasn't on the Zoom call. This, this was is a on one off. No, 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 no. This oh, is a one off. Oh, Jim saying, McBride was okay, not. Okay, you're the saying Zoom call. Jim McBride's requires a follow up. So anybody who took the follow up to the follow up. Did, yeah. did he call it? Did he call him Andy to have Jim McBride do his dirty work? It. Um, Read it as you'd like. Read it as you'd like, Fitzy. I'll let everybody interpret that as they may. Fair enough. Um, But whatever. So that leads me to believe, A, did he not ask a follow-up? Was he not allowed to ask a follow-up? Was this more of a statement being issued by Bill to clean up the mess that he made earlier in the day? Because I think you have to say, if Bill says that was not intended to be a slight that shouldn't be taken as a slight, what was your point, Bill? Like, how did you want people to take that answer? He was defending himself. Because it's because everyone because terribly what he's saying, he just said the roster's better. They took a seven and nine team and we're back to eight wins and missing the playoffs. How is that defending his butt? I would argue you just said we wasted a quarter of a billion dollars by spinning our wheels and not getting any better. Andy, I agree with you. Look, don't make these excuses. Right. Just say that mm-hmm. we we paid for some players who produced really well. We love having Matthew Judon in our locker room. <laughs> we love him on the field. Some other guys. Haven't worked out. Back to the drawing board for the offseason. Fine. I, I just, I would have liked a follow-up there. Now, my guess is this wasn't a question-answer session, like back and forth between McBride and Bill. This was sort of an email or whatever that was offered up as the response to it because it feel, it just left me wanting more. Okay, Bill, I'll take you at your word. 
you didn't intend this to be a, a slight toward your bosses because you would never take swipes at people in your press conferences. Never, even though I've seen you do it a million times, whether it's little snips about, you know, if we could ever get inside Gillette Stadium, we would do some kicking to see if the wind has changed with the construction. But we got all these concerts. Those are shots, in my opinion, toward ownership and planning and forgetting that we're a football team first. But if you didn't intend to take slights, what did you intend? What was the answer supposed? You didn't really answer her question. She asked if you got banged, well, or in the back end, maybe you did. Andy, think of who we're talking about. Is it is the intent to always answer the question? Come on. But when he's that Never. excited to offer up something, he f- it feels like he has he an intent. Because he thinks he has a defense of himself. Two medium or three medium. or. Can you, let's just rewind for a second. This answer here which is so detailed, three years, 27th, it feels to me like he and Bears sat down before this Zoom and said, what, like, what are some of the things you think they're going to ask? What should my answers be? Prepped, like you do, PR. Mm-hmm. That, that's how it works. They mm-hmm. prep for questions, have answers ready. What was his intention? This, wasn't, I, this doesn't feel like an off-the-cuff remark that went wrong. This feels like a prepared answer that he wanted to get out there. So my read on this is it was a prepared answer, they were ready to be on the defense against, wow, you guys spent so much and got so little, especially in terms of the pass catchers. But he was sloppy. Yes. And we've seen him be sloppy this season, and you might not care about how he is in media availabilities. That he talks about, you know, a punt against the Bills that never happened. Right. That he is trying to do the thing that he's always done, which is media manipulation and saying, look over here instead of answering the question. And a lot of times that's worked. But in this case, it's he's painting himself into these corners with ownership where I think ownership would kick back and say, we didn't tell you not to spend. We didn't close the wallet. This is the way that you want to do business. When have we told you we don't that that when have we told you no about a player? That's a side issue, by the way, that I, I think a debate can be had. Who if somebody is restricting the spending? to get to 27th in cash spending the last three years. Is Bill restricting the spending because he's a prudent, cheap, economics guy, whatever, however you want to paint that picture? Or is Robert restricting the spending? Because I think that's a fair question to be asked. Oh, good. Well, that's nice. <laughs> Robert, can you, can you answer the question? Fitzy, what do you think? I think of, I think a certain budget is assigned annually to the Patriots for all of these uh, I won't call them non-essential non-player on the field line items if you will from coaching assistant coaches everything else How big is and that I, budget? Uh, it is whatever what it is. It is. Yeah, but what is, is what the cash is. flow? Because I About have heard 80, whispers over the years. Eighty percent of it goes to Bill. Cash flow was at times a concern. Contracts would be structured a certain way so that it wasn't a. $30 million signing bonus. It was a $10 million signing bonus and then a $10 million roster bonus due the following March 1st to spread it out over multiple years for true cash purposes. Like, how much money do we have in a checking account to write million-dollar checks? Why, why would a team, Andy, that was riding high, like in its ultimate days of wine and roses, be cash poor? I mean, it wasn't during inflation. They weren't building a new... Because they were paying off a stadium. I mean, there's a ton of expenses that go with it. They financed their own stadium. I don't Mm -hmm. know what they financed. You know, different... They built the different clubs. Patriot Patriot Place. Patriot Place. Patriot Place was expensive. I mean, that's... Like, everybody has money coming in and money going out. Are you telling me... A loan from Giselle. That they're not going to be able to get... Hold on. Like, 
a DeAndre Hopkins because they're building a new lighthouse? Because that's going to piss me off. I don't want to say that. They didn't sell enough oh. Mac Jones jerseys. Oh but if you God. remember, <laughs> if you remember, Mike Vrabel and the players circa 2008 were talking about, you're telling me that's a separate business over there, but it really isn't. It's tied to here, and people come here to see football, and you're building it, so there's cost and, like... People tie two and two together and try to figure out if it equals four or three minus one or how that all works. We know you love a number one wide receiver. But, but a lighthouse is awesome. How is the boat oh, going to get into Foxborough? Are you telling me you're not excited to go to the top of that and look around and take a picture? Sure. Are you kidding? Whatever. I kind of am. I'd be more excited serious. about covering a it's different It's going to be fun government. the first time, and then you'll have a great view of the other side of the field where the Patriots are down 23 nothing. Okay, well, let's change that. How about the perspective? The first time you see Mac Jones throw to DeAndre Hopkins in yeah. that end zone from yeah. the lighthouse. From in you Las can't Vegas. have both. That's that's the argument here. I don't know their finances. What are you, my wife? Like, yeah, sometimes we're gonna make you wanna go on vacation or you want a new car. Ooh, we it's make decisions. Be a small Christmas, we have the lighthouse. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. They are a budget. Uh, they, this everyone is what happens. By the budget. way, Mego, this is what happens to anyone who does radio long enough with Andy. I've just been sitting back enjoying this. You just turn into the Bickersons. <laughs> Sorry. It just happens. Oh, I'm you Bickerson. stole that from that guy. Yeah, I I, I, I co-opted it. Yes, but it's tattle. No, the the Bickersons is a old, old, old radio program program he's that, referencing uh, it we yeah, mm-hmm. well yeah but he just kind of stole it he wasn't telling the story and That's a caller a sti- brought it up wow. oh, did i have to attribute him i'm sorry all right did, you know what? we're gonna we're gonna smooth this over during trending when we come back uh is Kraft gonna open up the wallet if bill o'brien is returning to town and if bill o'brien isn't returning to town Who's going to call your offense? We'll be right back. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required see store for details old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex (laughs) heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived spring spring is here which means it's the perfect time to get away in the hyundai you've always wanted visit the hyundai getaway sales event where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning hyundai models like the tech-filled tucson and kona as well as the spacious palisade enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with america's best warranty and three years or thirty-six thousand miles of complimentary maintenance but hurry in these deals won't last add more joy to your journey at the hyundai getaway sales event now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. 
Welcome back. Let's talk about Bill O'Brien, the offensive coordinator. Well done. Situation with the Patriots. Got to coordinate. Coordinator. Uh, so, <laughs> what? Tor. Oh, oh my God. Can't win. Nope. So don't Cannot try. win. This is Megan Ottolini with Andy Hart and Welcome Nick Fitzy Stevens with the you until boys. six o'clock. So uh, I, I want to start with this because Tommy Curran, he was on the midday show talking about a possible Bill O'Brien return. Has Bill Belichick picked up the phone now that the season's over and reached out to his buddy? If no one reports on Bill O'Brien's status as to whether or not he's talked to the Patriots and, and is still saying he hasn't, once we stop saying hearing that Bill O'Brien hasn't talked to the Patriots, then we can actually maybe think that maybe they reached out but so far it still hasn't, hasn't. what, what maybe about cliff? okay so fourier desperately wanted to ask about cliff kingsbury yeah. there but before we get to cliff kingsbury so mm-hmm. kern followed that up with a tweet at 1 p.m he said as of this time still no contact between the patriots and bill o'brien which can either mean one getting to it two not interested three happy with status quo four don't know how to break it to the fellas that it wasn't a good year on offense are you anxious that there has been no contact between Belichick and O'Brien? Absolutely, because I thought it should have happened immediately, and I thought it could be part of the Belichickian compartmentalization. I'm not going to do that to Matt and make the call two weeks before the season ends, and maybe it gets out there, and all of a sudden it's just really disrespectful. Finish the season. Alabama finished the season. Okay, now you're all done. Now you're mm-hmm. done. It's Monday. Now it's Tuesday. You can make that call. Now, maybe he would continue to say, well, now I have to start the process, as he told us yesterday morning, would start yesterday afternoon, and player meetings, and coach meetings, and then owner meeting. Maybe that's it. Maybe you haven't gotten to the owner meeting yet, and you have to run that by the owner, like we're going to bring Billy O back. It's it's a little bit, as I said earlier, a little bit alarming. Fitzy? Mm -hmm. It's more than a little bit alarming, because back in 2011, when Bill O'Brien was still offensive coordinator, but... Everyone under the sun and their mother and brother knew he was going to go to Penn State. What did the Patriots do? The second Josh McDaniels was donezo with the season, a miserable season under Spags in St. Louis as the offensive coordinator of the Rams. They put him right on a plane, flew him right back here and had him under wing next to and working with Bill O'Brien in the playoffs. So they had a succession plan and they didn't miss a beat with the offense. And they didn't because the offense took off for the next decade won a lot of super bowls and playoff games too Hmm. what have they done here nothing they have done nothing and you know what's going to happen you're certainly not going to get the ben johnsons and everyone else of the world offensive coordinator for the detroit lions who's going to take five head coaching interviews before he ultimately lands a job you're not going to get any one of these sexy new guys ken dorsey he's likely going to go become a head coach someplace else now too you're going to end up with like what another offensive hive mind of retreads belichick buddies and other people that are being paid by other teams so we can get them on the discount because bill makes 50 million dollars a year come on oh, that jumped <laughs> okay. it's only 30 don't exaggerate well All right, i felt like cranking it out. I used to hear it was a, 20 now it's 30 o'brien is a retread he's just a happy retread. he's a good retread he's a good retread he's a experienced competent retread and from yeah. burt breer uh sports illustrated he said the question with the patriots would be how aggressive they are willing to be to get o'brien belichick's Never really been in a position where he had to bid on a on a coordinator candidate 
with almost all his hires into those jobs being promotions. Mm -hmm. Josh McDaniels was the one exception in 2012. So if Tennessee, I'm going to take Vegas out of the equation because you hated this. Okay. It makes no sense. Okay. So let's say if Tennessee or Tampa comes after O'Brien, will Belichick compete for him? Will Kraft push the issue? It'll be interesting to see. So Rick Stroud from the Tampa Bay Times, who's super tight in down there, he opined that uh, that Bill O'Brien might be going to Tampa Bay as an offensive coordinator because he has ties there. And I think it illustrates if you go to any of these NFL franchises just about and you read their insiders, their columnists, their beat writers, they will find an angle to say, Bill O'Brien is tied to this guy on staff. Bill O'Brien is tied to this area. Bill O'Brien has worked with this player and loves them. Everybody has a reason to say Bill O'Brien could come here. There's not that much that makes you special in this situation. Oh, I, I would agree with that. Other lo- than location, if Billy O'Brien wants to move back to Massachusetts and live in Massachusetts for whatever family reasons, whatever those may be, that is an advantage for you. But the first part of it, he's never really been in pos- position to bid or pursue to court somebody who may have other options. Is that is that beneath Bill Belichick? Like, he's not allowed to, oh, they offered you... $2.4 million, I'll give you $3 million. Like, is that beneath him? It's either take my job or you're dead to me? Uh, it Also, number one, do people have to pledge fealty to Belichick and say, oh, Bill, take me back. Oh, please, yeah. Bill, can you give me an offer, number one? And number two, if Bill Belichick tells us for the umpteenth time that he's in the business of doing what's in the best interest of the football team, <clears throat> wouldn't you say that maybe, just maybe, getting an experienced and competent accomplished offensive coordinator and somebody who can undo all the damage done to your quarterback if he's actually going to be your quarterback next year side and, topic yeah i maybe that's why he's not rushing when that but but maybe that is why maybe that's why because he knows he's donezo with mac and he's going to bring in someone else or doesn't have to worry about it because he's going to get jimmy g or he's going to throw the bank at lamar or do you something still crazy. need an offensive coordinator matt patricia could ruin those guys too he's not an offensive coordinator and that is the one thing i will say Billy O'Brien does not need you as much as you need him. Oh, that is absolutely. quite clear right now. Absolutely. No kidding. Like he has all the the leverage, the yoke, whatever you want to call it. And I don't is that a weird spot for Bill? Like is Bill not capable of working in that environment where he knows the other person has the leverage? Well, it's asking instead of offering. Hey, He's and what if Bill requesting instead another... of saying, "Here's an opportunity for you." He's and, saying, uh, "Hey, can you come back here?" Please, yes. come back please. Home. Actually, this isn't the please. first time. Please. He brought Dante Scarnecchia out of retirement, and that was the way that worked. He courted him to bring him out of retirement. Okay, Dante wasn't looking at being a head coach in a couple of years. No, but Bill had to um, make it worth his while to come out of retirement. So, like, that was one example where he needed Dante and he brought him back. So, okay, he's done it at least once. All and right. Now I got to go. Yeah, Andy, we got to say goodbye to you because you got to run out and do TV. Thank you so much for filling in today. You did a great job. Goodbye. Thank you. Baltimore, <laughs> out. Uh, before, before we get to what may happen if you do lose out on Bill O'Brien, Fitzy, let's take a call here. This is John and Saugus. John, you're on. Hi, how you doing? Good. How Johnny. are you? Hey, what's up? I'm good. So... The biggest take I had of this is it's only because I saw the movie just recently is the question is, has Bill Belichick become Art Howe of the Oakland Athletics mm. from several years ago? Is he basically ignoring what he's been you know, communicated to and saying, no, I'm doing it my way? 
Mm. Art Howe from Moneyball, you're saying. Mm -hmm. The manager who was basically phased out as Billy Bean's newfound uh, analytics told him to manage and do things differently, and thus he was sort of ushered out because he was a relic of the past versus the newfangled way that they looked at things. That's, that's You know, the thing is, Art Howe didn't have the six rings. Art Howe didn't have all the division championships. Art Howe didn't have the decorations, Hall of Fame game plans, and accomplishment that Bill Belichick does. And that's the immovable object, John and Saugus and audience, in this particular stalemate between trying to become more progressive and maybe make changes at the Patriots versus holding on to the past. I just think it's such a stupid way to go out. Like, <laughs> if you're if you can't bring yourself to the point to mend relationships or mm -hmm. build relationships of with people outside of your inner inner circle because it's going to make the team better, that's such a crappy way to lose and to drive down the organization. Or it's, to just you do know, business. it's the pride before the fall essentially. Yeah, it it is and you know the thing that runs counterintuitive to all of this to me is that a guy like Bill Belichick always wants to be at the forefront of what's changing, what's evolving, the way the game is progressing, how people are doing business, schemes, designs, game plans. It sounds to me like 2014 Bill Belichick, who was cribbing plays that were technically legal but ultimately deemed illegal that he would use in divisional playoff games, a game the Patriots won eight years ago. It's the eight-year anniversary of the Edelman to Amendola pass, that epic clash with the Ravens in the divisional round of the playoffs. That Bill Belichick, to me, seems like he would have you know, done anything he could have to advance the quality of the Patriots' gameplay, whereas now it sort of feels like, no, like, Gramp, like, well, we're not going out. I'm staying in. Why? Because like, he's just doing things in a more stubborn. Again, I go back to this adjective. I use it all the time. He's being obtuse. It feels on the outside like there's a lot of obtuse actions from inside the stadium. And when it comes to the game itself, Fitzy, I don't think that he's you know, behind the times. He, from all accounts, he's been dying to put in this Shanahan offensive mm -hmm. zone running scheme and other elements of the way that the game was going on the offensive side of the ball for several years. And when he wanted to do it, the difference was Josh McDaniels was on the other side saying, we don't have the players to do that. This mm -hmm. team, the, the roster you put together, isn't the right kind to do that and by mm -hmm. the way nobody's grown up with that system it takes years to learn and right. teach and so we're just not equipped to do that and as soon as he leaves town and he puts one of his you know best friends in the job then okay he can try it and they all fall on their faces and so to me it's like it's not a matter of he's he's you know almost 70 and he's and the game has passed him by or 70 and the game has passed him by it's he's not w around people who he can trust to push back on him the way that he needs to be instead of so just saying I'm making the right. coach happy. So there was that the there was that article that came out uh, ratings, gradings, whatever you want to call it from uh, the 33rd team earlier today, Mego, that gave all 32 NFL head coaches a grade. And I believe the grade that they gave Belichick was a C. So in terms of head coaching this year, I would probably give him a C, maybe even like a C plus, but Bill Belichick, the general manager, Bill Belichick, the team builder, Bill Belichick, the architect, like I almost can't give him a coaching grade because I can't separate 
the work Belichick does with everyone else because he's in charge of everything at the stadium from Bill Belichick, the coach. Bill Belichick, the coach, the knowledge of the game, the in-game manager, knowing all the little last details and aspects of the game, still still is completely in charge of that with full faculties. But it's the Bill Belichick that's taken on too much responsibility and has literally not just ignored the noise, but almost everything from outside the stadium. That's what frustrates me and I think a lot of other Patriots fans. Let's grab a call here. This is Don in Connecticut. Don, you're on. Hey there. Hey, what's up? Hey, I just wanted to talk. I've been listening all day, but Bill Belichick's comments about over a three-year span, only spending a certain amount of money. I think that's kind of a dubious thing to say. It doesn't, to me, it's a slap in the face. Like, you don't have the money. You're not going to spend the money. What's what's going to happen in 2023? Thanks, Don. I mean, that is something that we haven't hit on. What's mm-hmm. going to happen now in free agency? So we heard it. I feel like this started, Fitzy, at the beginning of the season. Like in preseason, all of a sudden, the beat guys who have been at training camp every single day and are seeing how bad the offense looked and kind of yeah. seeing what was coming down on the horizon for the regular season. Don't you remember? All of a sudden, it's talking about all the cap space that the Patriots are going to have in 2023 free agency. And that they're going to be able, well, they're going to be in such a good position to be able to to add to the roster and change things up. So now that we're here, if Bill is part of this bill priming everybody for another spending spree in 2023, and so he can point back and say, yeah, we did this two years ago to uh, dubious outcomes or whatever, mm-hmm. however you want to grade it. But over a three-year span, we're below average in spending. I mean, is that part of the calculation? Uh, I highly doubt that as much as Robert Kraft from the newsletter that he sent out to all the season ticket holders yesterday to the comments he made last year at the owners meetings to throughout this season and beyond and just what you know about him and his heart of hearts that he wants to see a winning team that he wants to return the investment of the fans and the Foxborough faithful that he wants to he wants Pat's fans to be happy because at his heart and core he is as well I don't think he'll let Belichick uh, write some checks this season and make moves I don't think he's going to give him the giant blank check or he's going to give him the pin number to the corporate ATM and say, go do what you have to do this year because he did that last year. They spent $200 million. They spent the budget of an Avatar movie and they got a playoff appearance. They got their doors blown off. And then in the sequel, in the follow-up year, they made bad decisions and they had a losing record. I mean, Robert Kraft would move heaven and earth to get the Patriots out from underneath the 500 record they have since Tom Brady left town. But I don't think it's just going to come with a blank check and uh, unlimited access to the Kraft family funds for Belichick. And by the way, this offseason, people keep thinking like we were talking about DeAndre Hopkins earlier. That's going to have to come via trade with the Cardinals. Andy and I have opined for guys like go get T. Higgins because Cincinnati's not going to be able to pay him and Jamar Chase. You're going to have to give up draft capital to get some of these guys. So number one, it's going to cost you what Robert Kraft wants you to use to rebuild the team. Number two, they're all going to cost 18 to 25 to $30 million a year. It's going to be A.J. Brown money or bust with these guys. The majority of the rest of this year's free agency crop, it's interior. Like, you want to go get a high-priced guard or a D lineman? Go right ahead. That's where, that's where like, the meat of this draft, uh, excuse me, this free agency is. But if Jacoby Myers is the top-rated wide receiver, you're not going to go ahead. You're not all of a sudden just going to turn into the 2007 Patriots all over again. It's not going to happen with this free agency period. Let's grab David Nadick. Dave, you're on. Hey, uh, 
two things. First, I'm still not sure what the cash spent means, if that means you didn't have to pay out a whole lot of dead money for bad contracts, mm-hmm. which would be smart, not stupid or cheap. But secondly, I think um, Belichick, to me, is still the best game coach and still the best football coach in the league. But if Bill, the GM, can't step away, then I think you have to get rid of both because Bill's not going to be able to achieve a whole heck of a lot unless he's got more talent down there. And I haven't seen any sort of success record that that's going to be what happens. Thanks, Dave. Anything, Fitzy? Yeah. uh, That's the – I hate to say it, but I think that could potentially be the issue that Robert and Jonathan face pretty soon when they say we want some borderline wholesale changes with this operation – now, Matt Groh has stepped in and helped do an excellent job over the last couple of years with the draft after Belichick had some. And we're not even going to talk about the draft picks they lost during the BS saga of Deflategate and beyond. You know, you can't have all of these Dominique Easleys and Antonio Garcias and Nikhil Harrys like other teams are trotting out, you know, studs on the defense, Roquan Smiths and Jamar Chases. Granted, the Jamar Chase was taken away at the top of the draft, but... They're they're pulling out the Chris Godwins and other Kareem Hunt and other players you whiffed on. You the Bill Bill Belichick is gonna probably have to face a really difficult decision. Robert Kraft and Jonathan might say to him, Hey, we're gonna need you to do things differently. You're gonna have to tell some of your buddies you brought in last year that you sold us on, who we love because they've been here before and we all won together. You're gonna have to do things this way. And this is the way we're going to want you to go about it. And if Belichick balks at that because it's been his way or the highway the whole time, that's why I was saying earlier at the top of the show, there is no huge shock, stunning surprise, or massive development that could happen this year, Mego, that would make me say, I never saw this coming. Like, I just feel like things are weird in there right now. And so if it was the quarterback, if it was the GM slash coach, it just wouldn't surprise me at this point. We haven't been able to win a playoff game in the last three years. There you go. That statement last spring from the owners meeting from Robert Kraft. Uh, When we come back, we're going to continue discussing the offensive coordinator situation. I was closer that time uh, with you guys and Bill Belichick himself. And then we're going to do last. uh, No, not last call. Almost the end of the show. Is that what we're calling it? Almost end of the show. Almost end of the show. (laughs) All right. We'll be right back. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays, too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Saving the best songs for last. Ryan Garvin, Behind the Glass. 
Let's grab a couple calls here to round us out. Uh, Carlos in New Hampshire. Carlos, you're on. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up? On, on, you had mentioned it a little bit before the break, but I'm actually more nervous before like the, the whole Matt Patricia question is is the draft and, and whether draft, the draft is going to go horrible or not because, like you said, the Nikhil Harry kind of thing in the past where he just says whatever he scouts don't really get a say as to what, what will be a better option. So I'm more nervous about the draft now than than um, than anything. So, yeah, just your comments on that. Thanks, Carlos. Uh, we haven't even touched the draft yet. I mean, we're, we're still kind of decompressing from this season, but given the way that Bill has operated from the last draft through the offseason through this season, is that a place of concern for you, Fitzy? If they hadn't created the need for a guard by trading a guard that they didn't need to move on from, maybe for cash considerations, as we've been talking about being 27th in cash spending over the last three years, then I would feel much better about their last draft or the way the draft has gone the last two years. But the fact that they went with a guard that I think would have been available a round or two later, who was fine this year, certainly not someone who made such an incredible impact that people around the league were talking about him. I'm mildly concerned about it, especially, Mego, how can you not be concerned when your team is dogged by a reputation of oftentimes mismanaging or just selecting the wrong skill position player early in the round. Like a, a second round wide receiver for the Patriots is just a doom selection. First round wide receivers, there's only been one in recent year, but that one was obviously wildly the wrong one. So where and how am I supposed to feel good about that? It's true. Uh, look, I want to, but I can't. We'll see where between 2021 and 22 where those draft classes are a couple years from now. Right. Uh, I'm not going to try to grade them again right now, but <laughs> that didn't go so no, great. No, but they picked but, 14th. But this right? was so, something that didn't used to have to be such a big area of concern uh -uh. with Bill Belichick, no. and now it is. Now it's kind of like, oh, is it going sideways in this area too? And you can't attribute that to Tom Brady's leaving. That's just Bill. Uh, this is David in the car. David, you're on. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Great show. So you guys know I take a late lunch every day to listen to you guys for the first hour. Because oh, I, I love you. you guys together. I think you guys are great. So thank yesterday you. I called, and you guys kind of chuckled. And you, Mago, you mentioned to save the call. And I hope you guys save the call. Because okay. you guys are starting to buy into that this is a trial for Belichick for a year. The, the crafts are expecting a lot of changes, big changes. And if Bill doesn't produce this year, and Tom Brady goes either to the Raiders or the Niners and wins the Super Bowl, Belichick will be fired. All let go one way or another. He will be gone. All right. Thanks, David. What do you think? Knowing mm. the crafts, like I supposedly may know. Yeah, I saved something from that call. Thank you, David. No, it's like supposedly something they know. Knowing the crafts, like I supposedly may know. <laughs> supposedly hmm. he may I may have or some may not know a fella by the name of Kraft. Interesting. When, why interesting. would they put him on the hot seat one year when then the next year he could get the record? Uh I mean, either either he st either he goes now or he stays and gets it. Well, it's interesting that you say that because Dean, Dean, I don't know where you're from because it says you're a registered nurse Dean, the on dancing my line. machine. Dean, you're on. I'm in. Uh, I'm in Cumberland, Rhode Island, driving. But anyways, yeah, that's my point. If, if we know that the end is near soon, why is now not a good time to let him go? I mean, we have five first-time head coaches on new teams that are in the playoffs. Why is now not a bad time? And if it isn't a bad time, then it's just for the record to keep him. 
Thanks, Dean. Uh, why not now? I doubt that the Crafts have a succession plan in place for Bill Belichick. Something I, that they've been yeah. kind of barred from even really discussing, figuring out for the most part the last several years. I don't think they have a succession plan in place either at this point now. Why, why would they want to? They wanted to hold on to Bill as long as possible. This is their guy. This is the one they chose a couple of years ago. But every year, every year Tom Brady continues to play on to go to the playoffs to play at an, at an excellent, if not top of league or elite level. And even if his buddy decides to come out of retirement a second time to play with him after he's after he Belichicked his way out of town or Belichicked him into retirement years ago, that's just going to infuriate the crafts even more. All right. It's time now for almost end of show. Yes, Megan. It is not the end of the show. It is almost the end of the show, which is sponsored by Cars for Kids. Do not waste time trying to get rid of your old or broken car. Cars for Kids is the easiest and fastest way to donate your car and get a tax deduction. Go to carsforkids.org today. Of course, that is Cars for with a K. Mayo Fitzy, I might be a little late on this guy, but I think a star was born, in my opinion, uh, at the end of Sunday Night Football. Jamal Williams is a character that I was not overly aware that I needed in my life. Like, for example, you know, Sunday Night Football gets all the big production, you know, Tom Brady, Michigan, and they go down like James White. This is what the Detroit Lions offensive lineup sounded like on Sunday Night Football. And the Detroit offense starts at the 25. Jared Goff, Cal. First way, guys, guy game. Leader of the Hidden Billies of the Dean. Josh Reynolds, John Jay High School. I don't know how you would transpose that. Leader of the Hidden Billies of the Dean. That was, was in fact Jamal Williams. Was that like twins language? Yeah, that, that might have been a little bit of gibberish. Kamikaze, leader of the village of the Dean. But I played that to get to this because obviously the Detroit Lions finished nine and eight. Big game for Jamal Williams, big season overall for Jamal Williams. Here he is rushing touchdowns, Ryan. Breaking records season. that are older than I am, Fitzy. This is post-game on the field with Melissa Stark. This is a master class in acting, in my opinion, from Jamal Williams. Check this out. And this guy over here, Jamal, you set the franchise record. You broke Barry Sanders' record. What does that mean to you? Uh, my great-grandfather died on me. I'll just dedicate this to him. I'm just proud. I'm just grateful to do this for him. My grandfather, he was 92, but I'm just grateful for him to be in my life, and I'm grateful to be able to play football and do this for him. So there's a lot of memories, a lot of emotion happening right now, but I'm just grateful. I'm grateful to be able to play this game for my great-grandfather, and I'm glad that he's looking down on me. I know I'm making him proud. You said this ball's for him? Yeah, this is for him. Another thing, stop playing us, man. We made, we the Detroit Lions. We the Detroit Lions. Stop playing with us. I don't even watch TV, but I heard everybody already picked their, picked the Packers over us. Stop playing with us. That's all I gotta say, man. Don't let these tears fool you. There's all dog around this mug. Bravo, Jamal Williams. Really, just a range of emotions that no Alexander Technique class on the planet could possibly get you. You have sadness. Another thing, stop playing us, man. And you have anger. It's all dog around his mug. Bravo, sir. Bravo. That's how you do the Village of the Dan, Kazakaze. And by the way, NFC North is now starting to lead in characters as well because I don't know if you guys heard uh, a couple weeks ago, Jair Alexander's interview after the Christmas Day 
uh, uh, victory over the Miami Dolphins. He did a little 30-second post-gamer. I was ready to tune right in on HBO Max to the Jair Alexander show. Like, this guy's ready to go up there with Desus and Mero, man. First swag, Kazakage, leader of the hidden village of the Dean. I still, I don't know what that means. I don't really need to know because I enjoy it. And this is the end of the show. Rich Keefe is up next. Kyrie Thompson in the building. He will be joining uh, Keefe at uh, the beginning of the show. Also, Rob Bradford will be standing in, as I'm sure there's a lot of news going on. Trevor Story in the Red Sox. All right. Fitzy, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow with Dan Orlovsky and Scal. So tune in at 2. But I heard everybody already picked picked the Packers over us. Stop playing with us. That's all I got to say, man. Don't let these tears fool you. It's all dog around this mug. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.